Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bearer of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day.
finally see the truth God we need you now we need you now we need you now It show it stays on because of you fools We've been dancing with the devil way too long I know it's fun but get ready to pay your dues One day they finally see the truth God, we need you now Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. That's Vince Tagliavia over there. This is the Red Pill Project. Daily Dose live with you Monday through Thursday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is where we bring you the unfolding, a global conspiracy of a world full of chaos. And, uh, you know, it's never a dull moment in this world, in this life. This is the craziest life I have ever known and uh, if you're new here to the red pill project the daily dose or anything that we do over here uh what we do is we try to keep you updated informed of the global narrative as it unfolds try to give you a heads up and a warning as the playbook begins to manifest that's what we've done for a very long time and we're getting very very proficient at it and that's not a good thing because we don't want to be right about the majority of these damn things that keep on happening but the good thing is is that more and more people are waking up globally thanks to the efforts of people like Vince Taglia V over there and Morning hey, Coffee thank you, and thank you. all the other shows that we have on the Red Pill Project. And so if you are new here, please hit that subscribe button. Uh, I don't know if people notice, but we have another podcast that joined the uh, the the Red Pill Project. It's kind of, well, it's decentralized media. That's what we're transitioning into. But as that's a naturally inspired podcast with Tammy Garcia. And that airs, um, what time does that air? About uh, 10 Pacific, 10 a.m. Pacific. Yeah, so it's uh, 10, 11. So it's 1, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, that's when that one plays. And, and so far, we're getting some really good feedback on that. Awesome. Then we have James Grunvig that comes on right before me with two different shows, Beyond the Bible and Unrestricted Warfare. And then we have Patriot Party Podcast on before them. And then the Jim Price show comes on after this one. And we'll be adding more and more shows as we begin to move forward. So hope you guys are enjoying that. And then every night... After all the, the live shows are done, we do a live stream or we do a stream, Red Pill stream and replay. So we throw a few of the replay videos in there and then we throw some kind of nuggets in there. Um, sorry, some of the content is repeating itself. I got to get my library back up. My <laughs> can actually show you right here. Here is my five terabyte drive. 
that no longer is accessible. <laughs> so I have to oh. go get some software. And that's where all like I have about 200 videos, documentaries, oh, really? so forth on there. All my all my other uploads, my backups are all on there. So I got to get all the data off of that onto my new hard drive. Um, but once all that happens, we'll have way more videos and I can download one a day from my uh, Odyssey account. So it's just taking a little bit of time. But uh, tonight I should have a new movie playing out there. I'm not going to spoil it for everybody out there. But uh, we're going to be doing a lot of the cult of the medics. We're going to be doing a lot of esoteric agenda, Ben Wonderful. Stewart, just friends of the show and, and the content they produce. So we'll be doing that. Um, man. I want to talk about what is happening in this world right now. What do you mean? Um, it was just a normal day in paradise. <laughs> a normal day. Are you noticing anything uncanny? Uh, I'm noticing some highly unusual things. Mm. So I think I talked about this last week just a little bit, but I'm going to play this video. If you remember this, we discussed this um, a year ago. Um, this was Sears 25. Look at this. So in October 2022, the World Health Organization, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, um, uh, the center held its latest exercise, Catastrophic Contagion. It's a fictional exercise that does not predict or depict any actual outbreak or response. Sure it doesn't. Sears 25 is spreading within 50 countries. The total number of cases to date is estimated at 100,000, with over 1,300 deaths. Many of the dead are children. Our goal today is to highlight some of the specific challenges that we as a global community can face in a future pandemic. Catastrophic Contagion is a policy-focused tabletop aimed at national leaders. The scenario is meant to represent the types of challenges that we may face and not uh, be a prediction of any specific event. So our scenario, which is set in 2025, mm -hmm. supposes that an international network called the Pandemic Corps has been established in collaboration with WHO and with participation by many countries. And with that, the exercise begins. I wonder what it's about. I want to thank you all for coming on short notice. As you know, the World Health Organization is receiving urgent requests for guidance regarding the new enterovirus outbreak in Latin America. Early projections suggest that a severe pandemic is possible if the epidemic is not quickly contained. A newly developed PCR-based diagnostic is already in use at national public health laboratories in both countries under emergency authorization, but testing capacity remains severely limited. Hmm. Because community transmission is currently limited to these two countries, some experts believe containment is still possible. Now, now this is where it gets interesting. It's a, a, an adenovirus, right? So it's a gut virus that um, over 100 million are infected worldwide. And the majority wow. of deaths, 85% of the deaths are children. Children. Right. Like It's Specific. like where we heard this before. Wouldn't and it be I, more I, intuitive to say elderly in like a tabletop? game theory simulation mm -hmm. well it's interesting they just decided children check out. this out check this out okay mm -hmm. this blew my mind today when i saw it 
Peru gripped by new mysterious virus, experts warns a potential pandemic. The patients displaying symptoms resembling malaria and dengue prompted researchers to investigate. Analysis revealed differences from the known Candiru virus, indicating a new virus formed by recombination with the novel Encharte virus strain. Health authorities, including the UK Health Security Agency, advocate monitoring patients with fever-causing illnesses to identify and respond to the new pathogens. Now, one key factor to remember about this, Bill Gates through Oxitech, which is a company that he funded, let go over billions, two billion genetically modified mosquitoes in Colombia, mm. right on the border where all these outbreaks are taking place about two and a half to three years ago, which is the incubation period that I've discussed on this show for these mosquitoes to become live active biohazards. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, so that could be the source here. Yeah. Well, listen to this. You remember Luke Montier, the, the Luke Montier, the, the no. doctor, uh, he was a Nobel laureate. He's the one that actually helped discover AIDS and all this stuff. And um, he's a Nobel laureate, won the Nobel Prize for this. Hmm. Uh, in 2014, he actually took Dr. Emoto's work and did oh. work on structured water and actually proved and validated that water is structured and that oh. it carries uh, frequency of its environment along with it. Um, and then he was kind of blacklisted by the scientific community. Mm. But him and Gert Vandenbosch, mm-hmm. who was on Dell Big Tree about three and a half years ago, four years ago, right before the vaccine came out, and Gert Vandenbosch said, "Do not get this vaccine." And Gert Vandenbosch, by the way, was the head of Gavi. This is Bill Gates, Bill Melinda Gates' uh, uh, vaccina- vaccination program throughout Europe, Asia, and Africa. Gavi. He was the head of vaccina- vaccination for the German government. Okay. okay. This guy knows a thing or two, Gert Vandenbosch. He came out and said, do not get this mRNA vaccine. He said, he said that it would provide, uh, that if the immunosuppression caused by the vaccine would provide an environment for mutations of all different types of strains and variations of viruses due to the body's weakened immune system. What he means there is that if the body's immune system is immunosuppressed because of a, a vaccine, then that gives the ability for various other viruses who can take hold and grow, who naturally wouldn't have that ability to, to begin mutating and even mutate and combine with other viruses. So uh-huh. this is exactly what he warned about specifically. Okay. So well, go ahead. Go ahead. I know you have a question. I'm just reiterating. It's a gateway to further pandemics and chaos. Yeah. My God. So Tom Rents goes ahead and posts this earlier, right? Here's the real cause of the white lung disease that's spreading throughout the United States right now. We have a mystery pneumonia in China and Europe. We have white lung disease pneumonia all throughout the United States. By the way, white lung disease is a combination of various bacterial and viral components that attack the lungs. And it's attacking primarily children in this country. He said the real cause of the white lung disease listed on the Pfizer side effect sheet that they call adverse events of special interest to avoid disclosing to the public. If you get the flu shot, the RSV shot out of the COVID shot, you can be happy knowing that this is an added bonus. Okay. I think that's sarcasm. Go ahead. Well, yeah, it is absolutely sarcasm, Mm -hmm. but exactly what this is right there. White lung syndrome is actually myco uh, mycoplasm pneumonia. The most common mycoplasm respiratory pathogen accounts for approximately 20% of all pneumonia in the United States. And this is absolutely one of the side effects of the COVID-19 vaccine. Now, another report that Tom Rents put out this weekend was saying specifically 
Okay, mm-hmm. the, the numbers that we're seeing with with the children that are getting infected with this new pneumonia, this white lung pneumonia. Are you ready for yes. this one? Hit me with it. I'd love to learn more about this. And one hundred percent of the children are vaccinated. Oh my gosh, you gotta be. I mean, of course we could have guessed it, but here we go. Oh. We did guess it. We didn't <clears throat> guess it. We we followed right. the narrative as it was being portrayed and as we saw it coming out. And sure mm. enough, there it is. And now, I mean, how many stories you hearing this week on white lung pneumonia? It's spread where? Well, it's spread everywhere, but nobody's Not talking deep. about it now. Not Why? Much, because because huh? uh, Twitter came out and said, "Hey, this is bullshit. This is what's really, really going on." People. Wait, what do you mean? I'm not seeing news stories about it anywhere. Whoa. It's yeah. You know what? I didn't come across anything from it today. I mean, this news cycle is so crazy with things. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. So then, we knew last week we had a lot of solar events and these types of things that were happening, right? Oh yeah, dude. So so we have a pandemic coming back. And Vince, go back to when I did my show when I was talking about weaponized mosquitoes, weaponized insects, bioweapons. Yes. What did I say specifically about the next pandemic? Do you, do you remember? Oh, yeah, I, 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 I don't do. expect you to remember. Okay, go ahead. I remember this one. And uh, let me just pat myself on the back, try not to break my arm. Um, that the next pandemic is going to be a litany of different diseases brought on by compromised immune systems. And they're not going to be able to pin it on Pfizer or any of these companies because there's going to be plausible deniability and just too many dots to connect. We got a mystery mutated virus in Peru. We got white lung syndrome in Ohio and throughout the United States, which is a combination of bacterial and viral infections. We have a mystery pneumonia spreading through China and Europe. Yeah, and add in on these novel viruses. Since when does a novel virus come up every month somewhere and then uh, mutate and all this bullshit? And, oh, it, it transferred over from a monkey. Oh, it transferred over from a bat. Oh, this. Okay, yeah, right. You know, that plus the processed foods and everything they're feeding us, everything else that goes with it, it is a recipe for a health disaster. The real pandemic is AIDS. There you go. You know, autoimmune disease. Even AIDS if you're not. suppression of the immune system. Even if you're not jabbed, if you're eating 90% processed foods and all that, you're still immunocompromised. I'm sorry to tell you. Spot on, Vince. That's exactly what we said many different times on the show before. And look, it's happening right now, people. And, and what, what will this be used for? That You'll have all these small little outbreaks that kind of have their own epidemic, right? And, and this will inflict fear into the people. Well, at the same time, You have a larger fear, things that are outside of the control of the natural and the norm. So Japan this weekend ordered to evacuations a thousand coastal residents from Ishaki, Miyago Islands and the Futsu City due to a possible tsunami after a powerful earthquake in the Philippines. Originally 6.2, they had an aftershock of 7.6. Okay. This produced a tsunami. Okay. So that was this weekend that that kind of occurred. Yeah. Then what happened? Uh, today, Mount Merapi volcano erupts in Indonesia, spews a column of ash. Three hikers are dead because of that. Okay? That was then what do we have? Intense. What else? Today, a 5.1 earthquake hits south of Istanbul, Turkey. Hmm. Okay? Now, what else do we have? We have this video of the sun coming around, right, with Soran yeah. and the sun. Guys, by the way, those are just temperature variations. Those are cold and hot spots of plasma on the surface of the sun. That whole hole in the sun thing is nothing crazy. 
There's crazier. They've had pictures where the whole sun has been blacked out because what happens is you have a CME that comes off Mm -hmm. and so it detaches. And so you get a cold plasma region that forms there. Interesting. So there's no, the sun isn't dying or any of this stuff that you see going on on Twitter. I didn't hear that, but okay. I've seen these pictures. It's really interesting. Yeah. But what we are seeing specifically, and Vince, thanks for all this, uh, this news on this. Um, Vince kind of puts a lot of the news together for everything that we do here, guys. Um, we're seeing Noah come out and talk about solar storms, right? Solar storms powerful enough to directly impact our infrastructure are more common than previously thought. Of course they are. Of course they are. And, and <clears throat> this is what I've been saying specifically on this show in Fringe for the longest time, that the weather on this planet the weather that's on this planet right now is primarily dominated by the solar system and by cosmic ray bombardment from outside the solar system. So what you have is you have the sun, which interacts with the planets and it is basically the whole solar system. The sun has increases and decreases of propensity. It has solar maximums and solar minimums. Those solar maximums goes on scales like this. The ancient Chinese called these dragon cycles. Okay, they try to warn us and tell us what these things were. Dragon cycles are where you have minor fluctuations, solar maximums and minimums. Well, you have a major cycle that goes like this to very, very. So the low cycle down like this, that's an ice age. These high cycles, that's massive earth changes and cataclysms. In the middle is where life and civilization thrives. We're we're coming out of that and entering that high period of more activity. So what does that really mean? Well, the sun is impacted by the galactic cycles about the solar system's movement through the galactic arm, which has variations of densities of cosmic particles. Those cosmic particles ionize, produce the sun's propensity to increase or decrease. And that has various transitions through density of the galactic arm. As you can know, if you get towards the center, more dense, more dense, higher potential energy of the sun, higher potential energy of the sun, more extreme weather and upheavals on the planet. I've been talking about this. And now it's actually happening. We're seeing it. They're like, oh, well, you know, the sun, like, it's it's like, yeah, it, it's dictating a lot of things that are happening on this planet. And it could destroy our whole electronic infrastructure. Okay. There's something else here. And David Dubai, has t- David Dubai who's been on the show, has talked about this before. And December 1st, 2023, study finds put out this article. Earth's magnetic field could completely flip soon. Physicists explain what that means. So we are seeing another migration of the Earth's magnetic field that could move directly to a pole shift on this planet. Okay. So th- this is interesting because I-, I love reading how a science explains this. So how are ma- ma- magnetic fields like the one around Earth generated? Magnetic fields are generated by moving electric charges, the material that enables charges to easily move, in, which is called the conductor. Metal is one example of the conductor. People use it to transfer electric currents from one place to another. The electric current itself is simply negative charges called electrons moving through metal. <clears throat> this current generates a magnetic field. Layers of conducting material can be found in the Earth's liquid iron core. Currents of charge move throughout the core, and the liquid iron is also moving and circulating in the core. These movements generate magnetic fields. And so what keeps those magnet that liquid iron core, by the way, liquid iron core is crystalline liquid, by the way. It's crystalline iron. 
It's something that you can only create under high immense pressures. And what you have is you have the outer core, which induces a large pressure onto the earth's core, which keeps it in that magma type of liquid crystalline state. Okay. And what that does is since it's so compressed in the center, it begins to basically flow around its core, which scientists really don't know what it is. But what that does is that generates a massive electromagnetic field. Now, if you release pressure, the magnetic field is going to decrease just a little bit. If you increase pressure, it's going to increase a little bit. And the sun has an electrical connectivity with the, where the sun has electrical connectivity with the earth and they communicate through this kind of electrical propensity and cosmic ray bombardment. The earth understands the cycles as well as the sun understands the cycles. So the earth will increase its magnetic field, decrease its magnetic field and shift polarities every once in a while. Now, does that mean that there's going to be earth changes and upheavals like that? I don't know, but guess what? We're having a shitload of volcanoes erupting. We're having a shitload of earthquakes. So you better be ready and understand that this stuff does bring about massive upheavals on the planet. But what are they doing? They're utilizing that as the reason, well, this is all because of man-made climate change, Vince. Of course it is. And I bet they have a solution. What, taxes? But what do we have going on right now? COP28, right? In Dubai? So COP28, this is the climate change agenda, which many European philanthropists who went to take their private jets to the climate change uh, ceremony in Dubai were stranded in Europe when massive snowfall hit early. That must have been such a burden for them. the, The warmest year on record in 2023. I just love the irony here. Record snowfall. Al Jabber. Have you heard this one? Sultan Al Jabber. The COP28 president. Hmm. COP28 president. Yeah. Sultan Al Jabber. He says, show me a roadmap for a phase out of fossil fuels that will allow for sustainable social economic development unless you want to take the world back into the caves. Listen to this. This is crazy. Oh, wow. He basically crushes the whole climate change agenda. And Hmm. he's the COP28 president. Show me a roadmap for a phase out of fossil fuel that will allow for sustainable socio-economic development, unless you want to take the world back into caves. It's hoped the summit will map out a- <laughs> The response probably is, well, actually, we want to take the world back into caves. <laughs> well, I think that really is the response. That's really what they do want to do, is they want to set humanity back to a large degree. They don't want humanity progressing unless they're in co- charge and in control. And with what is happening, Right now with Donald Trump. By the way, has anybody else got text messages from Nikki Haley? Uh, I just deleted a political text today. I didn't see from who or what. Because I never once signed up to anything with Nikki Haley. And um, they're sending me messages saying, Kenneth, do you have a few minutes to talk to one of our representatives with Nikki Haley? I'm like, Trump 2024, fuck off, right? Like That's what I'm replying to them. Yeah, it's a trap. It's a trap. But obviously, people don't realize what happened. The RNC gave out your information to the Nikki Haley campaign. Just an FYI, if you didn't know this. If you're getting text messages from Nikki Haley and you didn't sign up for it, it's because the RNC gave it to them. Hmm. Yep. I wouldn't put it past them. (laughs) I don't know, man. Wow. So we have mystery viruses outbreaking affecting primarily vaccinated people will eventually affect non-vaccinated people. So make sure you're stocking up on your vitamins. Make sure you're stocking up on your mushrooms. Make sure you have a supply Um, to put that out there uh, just in case anybody needs a freaking reference out there. 
We do have affiliates and sponsors we use. If you go to redpills.tv and you scroll down right here, this is an immune modulating mushroom right there. This is Coriolis Versicolor. You can find the information on this. We have many people out there right now in the chat who are taking this, who are absolutely loving it. They are. Yeah, uh, it's. They have products for animals as well, folks, that are. Yeah, they have tons of products on this website. If you go here, it's redpills.tv slash mushroom. But they have dogs, cats, horses, and humans. You can go to the human side. They have the plus. They have the restore. They have coffee. They have cookies for kids, all with this immune modulating and boosting mushroom. I'm not even showing the right damn page. Sorry. But if you go to the website, Pet Club uh, 247, that's redpills.tv slash mushroom, you can find all the human things. You can find all the dog treats that they have on there. And many people in the chat are using this product on their animals, and they're I'm getting tons of great feedback from it. So uh, it, with all of this shit happening right now with viruses and immune systems and compromised immune systems, it's only going to be a matter of time till that actually does spread to you because viruses are mutating in immunocompromised people. When they mutate, they now become infectious to you and I. So it's something to be careful of. Get your immune system boosted. The other one is MyDailyNaturals.com. MyDailyNaturals.com. You have the Essentials Pack. Highly recommend that. The Essentials Pack will give you also immune-boosting vitamins that most people are deficient within. So check those out. Um, moving forth. Okay. So get, get that shit. Okay. Get your ivermectin, get your idolatric core, get your quercetin, get, mm-hmm. go out Molin, there. And iodine. Molin iodine. Yep. Your Lugol's iodine. Everything. Go so out things. to the store. Make sure you're spending $10 a week. Every time you go to the grocery store and buying canned goods and non-perishables and getting a bin and filling that bin up, make sure you have three to six months worth of food for every member of your family stored away in your house. And one easy way to do that is buy those $10 bins, the black and yellow top bins that you find, and just start filling one up. Buy three, three, one, one can, or three cans, one can for every member of your family and put it in there. And so label this one. This is, this is John boys. This is, uh, you know, Stevie's, this is Katrina's, whatever. Right. And you have those bins and those are their foods and you stock them up like that. So you don't have to kind of think about it, but Stock up on this stuff. If you guys want to use one of our sponsors, we have um, My Patriot Supply. They're awesome. Redpills.tv slash Patriot. Uh, that's all I'm going to go into on that. But go out there, stock up, and make sure you have access to fresh water. Fresh, clean water. I've been talking about the water wars that are coming. People don't believe it. Do you think that they have tons upon tons of fentanyl being shipped into this country because they're just going to uh, leave it in police storage lockers? Well, you remember 60,000 pounds of ammonium nitrate was stolen from a moving train? You remember 400... Excuse me, 400 bulletproof vests were stolen from a police station. 400 guns were stolen from a police station and a whole bunch of... Yeah, I know it burped. A whole bunch of drugs were stolen from a police station. I wonder what they're going to use them for. But if they can steal all that, they can steal the fentanyl as well. Now, what's interesting about this, uh, talking about that type of stuff right there, I, I got the video and I want to play it for you because I want to talk about this real quick. But I also don't want to become a target because this is stuff that I've talked about before, um, which it, it, it's, really, it, it's really important. Okay. Yeah. It's really important to understand what's going on here. And it has to do with cartels. It has to do with the insurgency that's coming over the border. It has to do with a lot of stuff that's occurring right now in this country. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, everybody knows that Derek Chauvin, 
the guy who was convicted of killing George Floyd in Minneapolis, which is right down the street from me, um, he was stabbed 22 times in prison. Now, the big story is he was stabbed by an FBI informant, right? Yeah. Let me add to this story for everybody. I'm going to play this video. This is... Uh, new details in the attempted murder of America's most high-profile inmate. Last Friday, Derek Chauvin was shivved 22 times in the mm. library by another inmate. And now we know who the other inmate was. His name is John Terskak. He's 52, and he's already served 27 years of his 30-year sentence. And with three years left until freedom, apparently decided, I'm going to murder somebody. Mm. Terskak is also a member of the Mexican Mafia. And are you ready? An FBI informant. The complaint says Terskak at first denied wanting to kill Chauvin. And then the complaint says the Mexican Mafia guy waved his Miranda rights when the FBI agent showed up to interview him. First of all. Okay, I'm going to stop it right there. This is longer. There's no wow. reason to go further on. The connection is not that he was an FBI informant, but instead a member of the Mexican Mafia. Why does that matter with Derek Chauvin? Does because he was involved with the Mexican Mafia. With uh, that Maria Santa down. Maria. That's right. Exactly. So for anybody who doesn't remember the whole George Floyd thing and how this unraveled, George Floyd was using a counterfeit $20 bill at a convenience store. The convenience store owner called the cops. The cops showed up. They held George Floyd for 15 minutes and took him across the street and held him there till Derek Chauvin showed up. And that is when George Floyd died. And all the protesters began to videotape, come in, and all that stuff happened. What I believe happened is most likely Derek Chauvin put something, little dab on his neck, fentanyl like that, went like that, just wiped it on him. And he OD'd and died because that was the order that Derek Chauvin was given. Now, here's the interesting thing. Derek Chauvin and George Floyd worked at the same bar. Okay? They were both security guards at the same bar. The bar was owned by a woman by the name of Maria Santa Maria. Okay? Now, the bar is notorious for money laundering as well as its connections to the Mexican mafia and the cartels with drug running and gun running. Now, Maria Santa Maria also owned La Raza radio station. The first building to burn down in Minneapolis on the night of the riots on George Floyd's death was La Raza radio. Not a coincidence. Now what had happened here? Okay. George Floyd was using a $20 counterfeit bill. He was working at the nightclub with Derek Chauvin. He was let go. Derek Chauvin was still on the payroll. Many of the Minneapolis Police Department are on the payroll. Okay? So what happens? They are counterfeiting money at this club and at this radio station. Why? They're counterfeiting money. They're putting this into circulation, generating real revenue and money. They're helping terrorist organizations in sleeper cells. Unit 910 that is well infiltrated into Minneapolis. All of the uh, various other radical Islamic terrorists that are getting arms 
and money from the Mexican cartels because the Mexican tar cartels had an abundance of it given to them by who? The FBI through Fast and Furious, Eric Holder under the Barack Obama administration. And this is one of the storehouses and the warehouses. So if you go back to the Vegas shooter, who was he? He was a fucking arms dealer. He was an arms dealer dealing arms to a lot of these various different sleeper cells that are in United States cities. It was an arms deal gone wrong. They had a cover up for what just happened. And so they turned it into a mass shooting event. Okay. So now you go back to Derek Chauvin. George Floyd had a counterfeit $20 bill. Well, guess what? Local police don't take care of it. That's a federal matter. Actually, the Secret Service would be the ones who would have to investigate that. If they went and took uh, George Floyd with a counterfeit $20 bill, do you think he would have spilled the beans and said, well, you know, I worked at this nightclub and they were counterfeiting bills over there. It's a great chance. And it's owned by Maria Santa Maria. And then they go over there, they open up this investigation. They find out that they're funding weapons and drugs and money to various radical terrorist organizations within Minneapolis and throughout the whole Midwest. Well, they can't let that happen. So the order was given to kill George Floyd. Derek Chauvin was the guy to do it. Well, Derek Chauvin is now in jail. And he's sitting there going, I don't want to be here anymore. So what's he do? I got a story to tell. He's about to tell his story to get out of jail. So what do they do? They sent a hitman from the Mexican mafia to go kill Derek Chauvin. Instead, they don't kill him. I'm telling you, this story is going to come out. This is, this is going to be big. And it's directly connected to the Democrats. It's directly connected to all these philanthropy organizations. It's directly connected to everything that's happening right now. But this is where the majority and the blunt of the social and cultural destabilization on this in this country is going to derive from. Speaking of that, border crisis. <laughs> Just, you can't make this stuff up. I mean, we've been talking about this for the longest time. Okay. Here you go, right here. Large groups of migrants, mostly Chinese national men, crossing illegally through the gaps on the border in Jacumba Hot Springs, California. Tomorrow, San Diego County officials will vote on whether the county will spend $3 million in taxpayer funds for migrant services due to the resources are stretched thin. And look at these guys. Now, not all of them are military-grade men. But I guarantee you, quite a few of them are Chinese intelligence, Chinese military, yeah, Chinese military, guaranteed. All clean cut haircuts, one woman, two women. <coughs> Brand new backpacks, guys. None of these people look like they're from Central America or Mexico. So more than 10,000 illegal aliens flood into the U.S. over the last 24 hours on Joe Biden's open borders invitation. They have trains that are literally coming over every 20 minutes when Customs Border Patrol goes out there and makes a call. So Customs and Border Patrol are not stopping these people. They're just processing them. And what they're doing is they're coordinating with the philanthropy NGO facilities on the other side of the border who are housing these people in warehouses. So the migrants come in, they go to a warehouse, they stay there for approximately 14 to 15 days. Okay. L listen to this fucking scam. They go into, the, so the migrants come and they get into processing facilities on the other side of the border. This is run by non-government organizations, NGOs, philanthropies, and non uh, nonprofits. Okay. 
So yeah. they bring them in and then they make these people call their members in family members in the United States, which will then buy them a train ticket, a bus ticket or a plane ticket. The right. NGO snapshot pictures of the receipt send that to the U.S. government and get reimbursed for this plane ticket, bus ticket, or travel ticket that somebody else just bought so they can make money off of it. They're getting hundreds of millions of dollars a year in government benefits to go to the border on the other side of the border to feed these people. And these NGOs, they're feeding them beans, bread, and water. This is absolutely ridiculous. And then what's happening is that these NGOs are coordinating with Customs and Border Patrol. They have trains that will go right over the border and bring train full of people in, drop them off, and then go back over. Well, how do they know to come over that the coast is clear? CPS has phone apps. And what they're doing is they're signaling, saying, hey, it is time to come over, bring the next load over, and CPS is going in there and being like TSA, allowing these people to come into the country. Guys, this is a fucking invasion of our southern border. This is why I put on Twitter. This is why I put on Twitter earlier. I said specifically, 20,000 armed men at the border deputized will solve this yeah. problem very fast. I'm ready to go. I'm willing and ready to go. If Governor Abbott says, hey, we're looking for 20,000 volunteers to come on down, get deputized, arm up, go, go guard our border, I will go. I'm there, okay? I will volunteer. And I know there's 20,000 other people who will go as well. Absolutely. This is an invasion of our southern border. This is bullshit. We need to stop this nonsense. Governor Abbott, these people are coming over. Governor Abbott's putting on buses, trains, and planes, and sending them to liberal cities. Well, what's that doing? You're just facilitating the same fucking problem. You're putting the enemy in the heart of America. Well, we can't send them Absolutely. back because Joe Biden administration said not to. Fuck the Joe Biden administration. You have the 10th Amendment, motherfucker. Fuck the Joe Biden administration. Fuck what the federal government says. Damn it, fucking Abbott. Send those people back to their country and tell them if they come back, you're going to send them to Venezuela. You're going to send them to another country they don't want to go to. Put them on a plane ticket to freaking Djibouti. Put them on a plane ticket to Somalia. See what happens then. Secede from the Union and close your borders. Yeah. There, Secede problem from solved. The union and close your borders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's the kind of action that needs to be taken here. If you can't do it while being a part of the whole, while well, the whole is going to get destroyed and rot completely unless people change, it's going right. to get destroyed. So now we have this other part. Yeah. What? So last week we heard, uh, well, two weeks ago we heard about Iran targeting U.S. water supplies in Pennsylvania. Uh, we know that we've had various other cyber attacks on the U.S. government. We had the automatic clearinghouse under the Federal Reserve had uh, delays in payment processing about three weeks ago. We know that that was a hack that's not being reported. We've had over 215 food processing, manufacturing, and distribution facilities that have caught on fire in the last two years. We know that those are most likely minor hacks. We know that we have oil refineries and energy and gas facilities that are blowing up just crazily um, in, in unproportional levels and highly uh, improbable levels, okay? We have various different cyber hacks happening all throughout the country. 
Well, today we get breaking UK nuclear plant infiltrated by cyber attacks linked to China and Russia. I mean, I love how they go out there and just put this directly on China and Russia. <laughs> this is the Sellafield nuclear plant, a key site for nuclear fuel reprocessing and waste storage. And immediately, oh, it's China and Russia, man. It, it, this, this is very, very similar to, um, to in Ukraine. Like uh, Ukraine comes out and says, Russia just attacked one of our facilities. No, they didn't. That was you. You did that because your funding's running out and you want to make it sound important. Okay? Yeah. You go back to Cyber Polygon, WEF, World Economic Forum, Cyber Polygon. They said over the next three to five years, we're going to have an increase in cyber attacks. And guess what? We're seeing an increase in cyber attacks. Why? Because they want to show the vulnerabilities in the old system, the foundation of the old system, and they want to implement the new technologies that they're going to say are more secure. But they're really not. The only reason that they're unsecure right now, and this was, dude, I got to find this video. It's, yeah. it's really long. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know who Whitney Webb is? <clears throat> no. Oh my God, Whitney Webb reporter? is just a, yeah, an amazing um, reporter. Yeah, uh, investigative uh, journalist. But she was on uh, with Clayton Morris on Redacted, and uh, this was last week. I'm gonna have to find. Um, I'm gonna have to find the video. So give me a second here. My God, you're talking about all these crazy explosions and things. And just as you try to find that, I wanted to mention this one here. I'll put a link in the chat. Dude, and I know we were talking about hacks and stuff now. I don't think this is a hack per se, but there were are numerous reports of people hearing large explosions rattling multiple buildings and homes oh, in shit, Arlington, yeah. Virginia. And this house just exploded. And this that was this weekend, first. right? This is right now. This just happened. Because that happened this weekend, too. And it happened a week or two ago, too. And it, I've seen it happen two or three other times over the weeks and months. This is actually happening right now? Yeah, yeah. This just happened like four days ago. The same thing just happened. Isn't that odd that houses, residential houses are just exploding? You guys, come on. Who lived in those houses? Who lived or there? What what's happening on? underneath Arlington, Virginia in those tunnels? Okay. It, oh, yeah. I found the video. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of fast forward through some of this. I don't have the timestamps. I will try to to do my best to fast forward some of this. But you need to hear what Whitney Webb is talking about. And this is Clayton. World Economic Forum, yes, run by Klaus Schwab. The World Economic Forum says that we will experience a massive cyber attack that will hit before the year 2025, which will lead to a massive collapse of the banking industry, infrastructure, and so much more. How do they know this? unbelievable someone who's been following this very very closely and it ties even more directly into the story that we've been covering here on the show about the cti league files the michael schellenberger uh, released files about the uh, cyber spying on americans uh, we're going to get to that part of the story with independent journalist whitney webb who i'm thrilled to welcome back to the show whitney welcome back to redacted hey it's great to be here after a, a long absence thanks for having me back of course, we wouldn't miss the opportunity. So thrilled to have you back here. So let's talk about this World Economic Forum idea that at the second in command at the World Economic Forum that we are going to see a massive cyber attack hitting before the year 2025. 
pointing out, you know, in, in great detail, yeah, like this is going to happen, so you better be prepared for it. Why are they saying this and who are they going to try to point the finger at? Right. So this was said at the WEF annual meeting earlier this year in January by uh, the WEF managing director, Jeremy Jurgens. And uh, Jurgens, as well as the WEF itself, has been involved in a series of simulations for several years now that I'm sure a lot of people in your audience are familiar with, uh, called Cyber Polygon, which has been directly affiliated with uh, Russia's government, as well as some of Russia's biggest banks and some of the biggest commercial banks um, in the world, and also backed by a lot of uh, U.S. federal agencies, which is ironic when you consider, you know, all the about alleged, alleged Russian hacks over the years. They're very willing under the guise of the WEF to uh, collaborate with the, you know, supposed hackers um, responsible for everything bad, you know, for several years ago. Um, So that's quite revealing. Um, But aside from Cyber Polygon, there's a lot that the WEF seeks to accomplish um, as it relates to the cyber realm. And they've been collaborating in a lot of ways with these same big banks and also American intelligence agencies in unprecedented ways that has not really gotten any coverage over the past several years. And a lot of this is housed within a public-private partnership the WEF manages called the World Economic Forum Partnership Against Cybercrime. And uh, these... Uh, This particular organization, uh, back a a few years ago, gamed out with the Carnegie Endowment, um, along with the Federal Reserve, the Bank of England, the European Central Bank, so some of the biggest central banks in the world, as well as some of the biggest commercials in the world, like Bank of America and J.P. Morgan, um, how essentially the U.S. financial system was due to be uh, the victim of a massive cyber attack. And if you're familiar with how things have been going in the U.S. financial or banking system recently, uh, things are not in a very good state at all. And regardless of if, in, you know, if there would be or will be a cyber attack in the near future, um, the banking and financial system in the, in the United States is in uh, deep doo-doo, right? So right. Uh, if you're the big banks and the intelligence agencies, you want to avoid what happened after the 2000. 2000- so basically what she's saying here, guys, is that Cyber Polygon involves the Russian government, Russian banks, as well as U.S. federal agencies, okay? They're working together to stop cyber crime, and then cyber attacks are happening where they're on nuke plants in the U.K., and they're blaming Russia for it. None of that makes any sense whatsoever. So I want to fast forward a little bit to where she starts talking about the CTIL files, and this is with uh, Schellenberg and what he put out. Okay, and they're mm-hmm. talking about, and I can summarize some of this. We'll see if she anonymity, and people are obviously resisting that because it changes uh, the nature of the internet and supercharges the surveillance capabilities already built into that to a hugely significant. Is it is it your concern that Israel would want the United States to attack Iran first? That they wouldn't be able to do this? What is your there you go. And there's obviously a lot of resistance from certain quarters of the U.S. population and, and elsewhere against the digital ID push and the CBDC push. Uh, but have the Internet go down for X amount of time uh, because of some massive cyber attack and they bring it back and say, oh, well, we have to know who you are. And now the only way to get online is to use our digital ID. Um, you know, they're going to get the kind of fast, rapid onboarding and mass adoption that they are seeking for those programs. Wow. Now, you believe that this cyber attack is a false flag operation. Is it, is it your concern that 
Israel would want the United States to attack Iran first, that they wouldn't be able to do this? What does your reporting show on that side of it? Um, so it's not really just my reporting. You know, it's reporting from mainstream media outlets and also uh, th uh, things that Mossad directors have openly said in interviews is that for the past yeah. 20 years, they have al Mossad has had almost unlimited funding uh, and energy directed towards Iran regime change policy. And that a key component of that, according to former Mossad director Mayor Dagan, among others, is getting the U.S. to strike Iran first. And there's been a push for a long time from, you know, the neocon sectors uh, within the United States to have uh, the U.S. preemptively strike Iran, among other things. And you had pushes uh, coming from some of the biggest donors to the GOP. For example, Sheldon Adelson, when he was still alive, the biggest uh, donor uh, to the Republican Party and also to Trump, uh, was also pushing for preemptive military action against Iran. You know, he isn't necessarily around anymore, but that type of policy idea has been floated for a very long time. And after the assassination of Qasem Soleimani, uh, the IRGC uh, general, who, or, who was very famous, um, there was uh, rhetoric coming from Mike Pompeo when he was CIA director and also Trump that if Iran launched any sort of retaliation, including a cyber attack, they would respond with military action to Iran. So there has been a lot of... Um, fear-mongering about exactly this. And of course, it's important to keep in mind that next year, the exact year when the, the WEF uh, managing director has predicted this attack is going to take place is an election year in the United States. Right. And a lot of the same rhetoric about some imminent cyber attack, whether from Iran, Russia, and or China, uh, was being what was being uh, utilized to a significant degree in the 2020 election as well. And you actually had... Um, uh, what I've argued is an Israeli intelligence front company, a cybersecurity company called right Cyber here. Reason, right uh, was gaming out and conducting simulations with DHS and some of our top law enforcement and intelligence agencies, uh, how hackers could disrupt the 2020 election, have the election canceled and martial law declared, exactly what hackers would need to do for those conditions to be met. So there is a lot of stuff going on in the cyber realm that not enough people are paying attention to. And the most Concerning thing about this, I would argue, besides the WEF warnings, is that you have a series of entities, many of which are tied to foreign intelligence, um, sitting on our on the most critical infrastructure systems in the United States, uh, have access to those systems, and other groups have given access to those systems to people that haven't even been vetted by our own government. It's madness. And is that tied to the CTIL files, which Michael Schellenberger, journalist Michael Schellenberger, uh, released earlier this week? We covered it extensively here on the show yesterday. The revelations that these CT CTIL files stand for Cyber Threat Intelligence League. And he claims that these revelations are like worse than the Twitter files, worse than Facebook, and that basically they, they, uh, has, it's a global plan for censorship. Um, according to these documents, the United States and UK military contractors. But I think, is that all tied to this? And I think you believe there's a huge piece. So she she goes into this, and you can find her on unlimitedhangout.com, um, as well as this is on the Redacted's uh, YouTube page. And so you just go to youtube.com. I'll, here, I'll, we'll actually post the link out there if you guys want to watch this video. It's 28 minutes. I don't have enough time to go through it all. But basically what she begins to break down is that the former head of Mossad Cyber Intelligence yeah. created a cyber in, uh, cybersecurity company out of Israel 
who began offering free services to the United States government and various large corporations in the United States. They are backed by Microsoft. They are in every single hospital. They are in almost every single bank. They're working directly with CISA. They're in the DOD. They're in the intelligence community. They are giving free services to go out there and, and help with cyber threats. And they're doing this for free. This is a former head of Mossad intelligence, cyber intelligence, that it created a company that is directly associated with CTIL. CTIL was a company contracted by the U.S. government to basically center American citizens on Twitter, Facebook, and social media through the guise of the White House. Okay? And now we have, what, the Federal Reserve? We have the automatic clearinghouse attacked three weeks ago. We have a nuclear reactor in the U.K. that was just attacked. Well, guess what? who those companies are working with? That same company. What would that one same company have? It would have all the vulnerabilities and the backdoor access to those to those countries specifically and their critical infrastructure. So all they have to do is do a spoof IP attack, say that in the middle of Ukraine, say it's from Russia, do it from Taiwan, say it's from China. They go in there and now they can blame a false flag cyber attack on these specific countries and instigate a war with Iran, China, Russia, whoever the hell they want. Yeah, this is this is some deep shit that she gets into, but it's absolutely 100% legitimate and people need to begin paying attention to what is actually happening out there because this is this is where I I kind of I I stray away from a lot of the things out there. Anybody who believes in look guys, I love Trump. I think Trump's an amazing human being. I'm I'm we're going to get him in 2024 if we have an election. But if you think that Trump is in charge and there's white hats doing something out there to like they're running this game and it's all a show, you're crazy. This world is under a siege and attack. It is a battle of the elites. It's the war of the roses. It's multiple headed Hydra where all these various factions are warring against each other. It's unpredictable. It's absolute chaos. They all agree on one thing that a new world is coming and that there's going to be new infrastructure laid and the world is going to go forward in this new infrastructure. The question is, is who's going to be in control of it and what type of political, financial, and social aspects are going to be adopted for this new world and that's what's being battled right now on the battleground the beautiful thing in the united states of america the conservative because everybody's conservative now because the fucking politics have gone so far left the the conservative ethical moral foundation communal family moral foundation is winning we are winning the cultural war that's a fantastic thing we are winning the economic war with the integration of decentralization, the monetary system, of all the things that we're setting up, okay? The political war, we're losing because we keep on getting played by the same fucking snakes. Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House, doesn't give a shit about you. He cares more about AIPAC. He cares more about the Israeli lobby than he does about American citizens and his constituents. And that goes for every Republican out there. That goes for every Democrat out there. That goes for the Biden White House. That goes for every bureaucrat out there. That is the deep state. And so, you know, no, no, nobody magically is going to come down floating on a big old fluffy cloud shooting lightning beams out of their fucking ass to save everybody. You can save yourself and we can save ourselves by working together to take back this country. But it involves a lot of hard work and a lot of risk that we have to put up, just like the founding fathers put up a lot of risk to do what they did to create this country, to save the republic. We have to do 
things that we never even thought of doing before. And this is one of them. Disquietude, getting out there on our soapbox and speaking loud and proud. I'm a fucking American and I will defend this country. I'll defend freedom. I'll defend liberty. I will defend your freedom and your rights and your liberty. I'll, I'll defend the Republican process. I'll defend the Constitution with my life. Okay. And there's millions upon millions of us out there that will do the same damn thing. And we are waiting for the right moment because guess what? We are organized, we are communal, we are talking and communicating. We understand where this country is going. We understand what happens next and we know what to do. But here's the thing is everybody keeps on putting their blind faith in one single person or one group of people thinking that they're going to make the change or do the difference. Well, guess what? You're going to get the same old, same old. You're going to get the same shit different day because that's how that system works. You see, the thing is, is Washington, D.C. isn't corrupt. Washington, D.C. was built that way. Washington, D.C., since the year 1900 to the present day, they everything that they passed, all the rules, all the regulations, all the defining factors that make Washington, D.C. and the politicians and bureaucracy operate, it was built to be the swamp. It's not draining the swamp. And look, I believe Trump went in with every intention to drain the swamp. But guess what? The people surrounding him, they went in with the intention of replacing the lefty, Deep state with a righty deep state, bringing the neocons, the rhinos back in control of the deep state. It wasn't about draining the swamp. It was about changing the color, getting rid of all the filth of the left and putting in the filth of the right. That's what they wanted to do from the get go. That's what they wanted to do from the beginning. And that's still what they want to do today. And they have certain powers and they're doing and flexing their muscles on those certain powers. And Israel is working directly with them, creating all the various different points of chaos throughout the world, allowed them to centralize and take control and power, especially the internet, which Joe Biden just did three weeks ago through the FCC and nobody even fucking noticed. And they're going to provide more legislation. They're going to keep on going at it until one day we've lost our country unless America stands up. Because you know what? No one president is going to come in and save us. No one Congress is going to be elected that's going to go out there and save us. No one Senate is going to save us. It is going to be the American people that stand up and say no. They say no more. We're not going through this shit anymore. We're done with your nonsense. Just like what I was saying with the border. You know what? Forget Abbott. Forget the, the Texas National Guard. Forget Customs and Border Patrol. How come the militias around this country aren't communicating and talking, getting together, saying, hey, 20,000 men armed and dangerous. We're going down to the border. We're going to patrol. And if anybody comes near, there's going to be three warning shots. And after that, you're going to be turned away. If you come over to this border, we're detaining you and we're taking you right back out there. Better yet, we're going to buy you a plane ticket to the worst places in the African continent or the worst places in Central and South America. And we're just going to drop you off in the middle and we're going to leave you there because we want to deter people from coming here in the first place. We want to stop people from crossing that fucking border because that's the only way that it's ever going to stop is if you have some type of physical deterrent and where the punishment is so great that it outweighs the reward. And you know what? No politician is taking those steps. No politician is saying shit about any of that. Instead, Abbott brings them in, buses them all across the country, throws them in liberal cities. We'll let those cities deal with them. Dude, that's federal taxpayer dollars that's fucking subsidizing those damn sanctuary cities. That's my tax money. That's Texans tax money that is paying for that. That's bullshit. And a lot of these people are freaking nothing more than terrorist sleeper cells that are getting ready for the day of social destabilization to where this country begins to collapse and fall down. And so I say, it's on you people. 
Nobody's coming to save you. You have to do this yourself. We have to work together. We have to work as a people. That's how we save this country. That's how we do this. You know, Donald Trump is a great leader of the MAGA movement, but we are MAGA. We are MAGA. Look at the shirt I'm wearing. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. Remember that. Because tyranny is here, people. Tyranny is right there at your doorstep. It is knocking. It is under disguise as various different terrorist attacks, as various different attacks on U.S. assets across the seas. It's various different false flag operations, which just happened in Israel. False flag operations would happen in Ukraine. The bio labs, the cyber attacks on nuke plants, the cyber attacks on the Federal Reserve System, on banks, on hospitals, all of this stuff. Is your country under attack? That is the tyranny. This is foreign actors collaborating together to usher in a new world order. And they understand every little small thing that they have to do in this cascading domino rally to bring about social, cultural, and political destabilization in this country to bring the United States of America to her knees. But when that does happen, the Western system begins to collapse. The, show, the economic systems in the world begin to collapse. And then the BRICS can rise up and begin the implementation of their own systems. This is what they've been planning for. This is what they wanted all along. And they're going to continue to do it until you stand up and you say no more. 2024 is the last battle. 2024 is the last year that we have to make a difference in this battle or we lose our country and we lose this world to a one world government. And they are going to scorch this fucking earth. The moment we stand up, we have to understand this, that they will never give up power. They'll never give up control. We don't even know if we're going to have an election. We have what? Four different pandemics rising up throughout the world, right? We have the risk of nuclear war. We have China and Russia being blamed for every damn event that happens out there. We have rising tensions within the Black Sea, within the Red Sea, within the Middle East, within the Persian Gulf, potential war with Iran that we know Israel has been trying to instigate for many, many years. Probably why they left the Iron Wall open for the uh, the Hamas to come in there and do everything that they did. Okay, this world is nothing more than false flags. And I bet you if you got rid of all of the evil shit on this planet, we could go months, months without hearing about crime on the news or murders on the news and all this type of stuff. Because once you start eliminating that from society, it leaves the mental state of the minds. It's no longer in, in, entwined within the minds of people. If we got rid of all these people, man, this world would be a great place, but we wouldn't know the taste of evil and that would be a bad thing. And the fact is, is that we now know the taste of evil. We now know the face of evil. We now understand who and what these people are and what they are doing. And since we know their playbook, since we know their agenda, we can do something about it. And this is the first step right here. Disquietude. Share this podcast. Like this podcast. Make sure that you're subscribed. Make sure you're subscribed to our website. Push this out there. When this gets published later on on our Substack, make sure you're on our Substack, redpillproject.substack.com. Make sure you're on our Substack. Make sure you're on a social platform so you can take part in all the discussions and collaborate with other people. That's socialredpill.com. Guys, it's happening. The firestorm is in full effect and it's only going to get worse before it ever gets better. And you are a critical component in this because your voice matters. And the most important word that you can use towards your government is no. It's no more. I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. And we need to rise up at that local level. We need to begin making that change. We need to reflect that inner change in ourselves of what we want to see in our country, in our, in, our, in our state, in our local communities. We need to reflect that into that political structure on the local level. Because you do it on that local level. You do it in your home. 
You do it in your community. You do it on the local level. Once that politic and social and cultural aspect begins to change, guess what? That county changes. That city changes. The state changes. And when that state changes, the federal government changes. You're corrupt. We're corrupt at our core. We got to stop that shit. We got to bring back that moral and ethical base. We got to bring back that family unit. We got to bring back grandparents, aunts, uncles into the household, allowing them to help out our children, to help us grow, grow and raise our children, to influence our children with their knowledge, with their skills. We have to be there for our children. We have to be there for our family. We have to be there for everybody that we love. We got to support each other emotionally. We got to support each other with knowledge and understanding. We got to be prepared. I went over time again, Vince. Epic rant. I cannot top that. No? That was good. Hard to follow. Hard to follow. You're absolutely right, man. Well, I'm going to play a uh, different outro today. Got some donations. uh, Oh, we have some donations. Let's do that. Let's do the donations. Uh, love the beach celebrating a nine month subscription streak. Thank you guys so much. And D live pilled rumble and Facebook. Thank, thank you guys for all the donations that come in nine month subscript. Thank you. Love the beach. Uh, Kenito just follow. Thank you. Kenito much appreciated for the follow. I uh, hope to see you back tomorrow, man. It gets a lot better than this. Uh, we got gump supporter plus $1. Josh, no shave. November is over. Oh, you're trying to tell me. So you don't like the Amish look, man. I'm going for the hillbilly country. Look, it's getting cold out here. Uh, I'm going to get it trimmed up, but I'm going to keep the length in the front. Uh, thank you so much, uh, Gump. Uh, get her done. Three lemons, Grismo seven, two lemons, RPG 3573, two ice creams. Thank you so much. Get her done. Grismo seven and RPG. Amazing audits. Just followed. Thank you so much. Amazing audits. Much appreciated for the follow. Make sure you go on to redpills.tv and subscribe over there and socialredpill.com, our private social network. Make sure we got on over there. Robert Sarns gifted a ship. Thank you so much, Robert. Much appreciated on that. That's a huge one. Uh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Robert. Uh, we got. Uh, Lori, Grandma Five Revolt, two lemons. Thank you so much, Lori. Girl Patriot, gifted the shades. Thanks, Josh and Vince. You're one of the main sources of info, healthy and ready for the shitstorm. Thank you so much, Girl Patriot and Lori, Grandma Five Revolt. Uh, Foosborn, gifted a cookie. Thank you so much, Foosborn. And Maria Teresa, 1776 pl- uh, supporter plus on Rumble. Keep informing the public. $20 on Rumble. Thank you so much, Maria Teresa, 1776. Much appreciated. And you know what? And Alex Jones' voice, the answer to the 1984 is 1776. <laughs> that's the truth, baby. All right, guys, that's all we have for you tonight. Well, we got a lot more for you, but I ran out of time. But much love, respect. God bless you guys. You guys take care. Have a great night. Here's our new outro. I hope you guys enjoy it. See you guys next time. Try and bend the spoon. That's impossible. Only try to realize the truth. What truth? There is no spoon.